0: The Porsche Carrera Cup, North America, on IMSA Radio. Welcome along to those of you joining us on the video stream, the international TV. It's great to have your company. It's John Hindorff and Jeremy Shaw in the Hagerty Global Broadcast Centre overlooking the start-finish line at beautiful, picturesque Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Road America has been testing drivers, engineers and tyre compounds since 1955. Just off the lakes, uh, up the road from the lovely town of Elkhart Lake itself, is Road America, built in 1955 to reflect... The road racing history of this area. 14 corners, just over four miles around, with action areas on the insanely quick entrance to turn one, barely breathing on the brakes. Then harder braking downhill to turn five and the turn eight before one of two signature corners that come up very quickly the long right handed carousel. And then one of the fastest corners in US motorsport, the kink. It's not just a kink, it's a real corner. That leads downhill to Canada corner, the right hander, lots of runoff on the outside but can easily catch out the unwary from there it's all uphill to the finish line well hello everybody it's uh, John Hynuff and Jeremy Shaw as we're getting ready to go green for what should be a couple of cracking races the qualifying yesterday was highly entertaining but there's been some changes as Jeremy Shaw will explain now as we take a look at the grids
1: Indeed, uh, John. This is uh, round 11 of the Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by the Cayman Islands. There'll be 32 cars in the race. Unfortunately, we're missing uh, Justin Oakes, who didn't make uh, the field because his uh, his wife is about to give uh, give birth fairly shortly. So uh, we'll him. Tom Balamus also not make, taking the start today either, unfortunately. But uh, we've got 32 cars in the grid. The top two in qualifying, however, were Kai Van Berlo and, and uh, Riley Dickinson, two Kelly Moss teammates. But... Uh, a minor technical issue on those cars they will have to start at the back of the field so riley dickinson car number 53 will start in the 32nd position alongside him, championship leader car number three kai van Burlow. row 15 vernon mcclure in car number 10 uh, also had a, a problem in after qualifying grady willingham in car number 21 will start in the 29th position row 14 craig conway in that uh, The Scottish Tartan liveried Porsche car number 97 for Irish Mike's Racing will start 31st alongside uh, Tom Collingwood in car number 69. Row 13 Bob Mueller in car number 28 and his Goldcrest Motorsports teammate Jeff Myshack in car number 29. 24th position, Richard Edge for ACI Motorsports in card number 18, alongside Dominic Lequeur for Goldcrest in car number 30. Row 11, John Getz, second of the AM contenders for Wright Motorsports, car number 57, alongside Kurt Sweringen for ACI Motorsports, car number 17. Row 10, Pedro Torres for ACI Motorsports, and the second in car number 16, and the second of the Irish Mikes Racing entries, car number 95, is Connor Flynn. Row 9, making his debut this weekend, P.J. Hyatt for Kenny Moss in car number 23, alongside Moise Uretsky in the accelerating performance, car number 44. Row 8, the Am pole sitter for the eighth time this season for his own team, MDK Motorsports. In car number 43 is Mark Kiwami. Matt Halcombe will start in the 15th position in car number 55 for Goldcrest Motorsports. Row 7, McCann Racing car number 8 for Michael McCann and Hutton McKenna in the Wright Motorsports car number 88. Marco Cironi from Canada is a third of the Pro-Am contenders car number 84 for Mark Motors Racing. Alongside him, the championship contender in Pro-Am car number 65, Efren Castro for Kelly Moss. Reekeen will start number 12 for 311 RS Motorsport in the 10th position, alongside the pro-am pole sitter for the 12th time, Kelly Moss, number 99, Alan Metney Moving on to the top eight on the grid, Travis Wiley, number 77, for Top Racing, and his teammate TJ Fisher, alongside number 58, Row 3, Varun Choksi, an excellent qualifying run. The Wright Motorsports, car number 13, and Dimitri DeMarcos for car number 11 for 311 RS Motorsports. Row two, that's all Kelly Moss again, car number two for Sean Varwick, his best ever qualifying performance, alongside him, Ditto, for Michael McCarthy in car number seven. But the front row for MDK Motorsports, is Trenton Estep in car number six, winner of both races in Toronto last time out. And on the pole position, the Canadian in car number nine for JDX Racing is Parker Thompson.
0: The lights are out on the Porsche 911 Turbo S safety car, the bright guards red machine that leads round at the field. It's a long warm up here, so perfect to get some heat into the Michelin tyres. 40 minutes on the clock. We are ready to go racing for the first of two events. Here this weekend from beautiful Road America. Cars lining up side by side. That new look front row. Not at all what we were expecting after qualifying. Parker Thompson then will lead them to the green flag on the inside in the JDX Racing Shell top-up car.
1: Arca Thompson, this is his 27th start. He does have five wins to his credit, but this is his first ball position.
0: Nice lineup from the cars behind. Proam and Am falling in. They are not split. This is a start where you qualified grid. Can't quite see the green flag yet from the low down seating positions in these cars they crest the rise now the green flag is in hands it is being waved now and the a really good jump from the outside of the front row from Trent Nesteb coming off a double victory at the IndyCar race north of the border in Toronto down to the first corner the pool man Parker Thompson leads into the first right-handed corner he's done At least the first part of his job there, Jeremy and everybody dutifully staying on track as well. There were a lot of track limits warnings yesterday at turn one. It is one of the areas that race control are looking very carefully at. Down through turn three, turn four is just a kink. So the next action area downhill into turn five. And the leader, JDX Racing, Parker Thompson. With an opportunity to get some clear air ahead of him. He's making good use of that. Michael McCarthy for Kelly Moss in the number seven car. That's the green stripe on the white car sitting in third position. Just dropping away from the leading pairs. They go under the Corvette Bridge and into turn six for the first time. Side by side there, but for the moment at least, hold your breath, everybody. It seems as though everyone is playing fair and already the two cars that were demoted to the back are making up positions. Sean Warwick has just gone a little bit wide there at turn seven and kicked up the dust side by side through turn number eight as well. That was one of the Apex Capital cars, wasn't it? That was going round the outside and into the carousel for the first time. Great way to start this early weekend start for these guys but what a great way to start a Saturday morning
1: yeah absolutely right a tremendous side by side start down into turn one there Riley Dickinson excuse me Riley Dickinson Parker Thompson was on the inside line Trenton Essek was trying to keep into a tight line going to that first corner but Parker's got a lot of experience around here in the the road to Indy in his formative years of racing so he was wise to that maintain that advantage but all sorts of battling farther down the field and as you say both Kai Van Berle and Riley Dickinson trying to make their way up through the field from the back of the grid.
0: What they've got to do, Jeremy, here is not trying to be greedy and take too much too early because these cars are very heavy now with the VP Racing Fuel and they've got to get 40 minutes out of these tyres. This is all about managing the potential for performance (laughs) throughout the race. First, second, third go across the line. Thompson, Estep, McCarthy. McCarthy with the pink stripes on the front of his racing for children's car <laughs> coming through with the next group Dmitry Timakos yeah. leading out there and the black number 11 still relatively inexperienced but my he's burst onto the scene and he's a quick learner he is down in uh, at the moment down in turn 3 and holding on to 5th position and behind him cars going off there I think that was uh, Varunczowski who went a little wide in the right motorsport car so the leaders pulling away. Was there even a little touch here? Actually, as they turned in. Oh, that's a lot of dirt on the Michelin tires. It might have been Mac- Michael McCann there in the number eight car. My apologies.
1: Yeah, that uh, Dimitri Demarco there uh, and Sean Vargas, they were absolutely side by side as they came across the start finish on on that lap. I think Demarco's just able to squeeze ahead there, and his uh, teammate Lee who had food poisoning, missed the first practice session. He's also got Deluxe uh, as the uh, prime sponsor on his car as well as uh, and, uh, as normal on the number 11 car this weekend. They're based uh, not too far away from here and have a, a whole bunch of guests here this weekend. So welcome to the Deluxe. Uh, family here at Road America
0: I uh, shouldn't second guess myself it was Varunczowski who had gone a wee bit wide in that battle behind Dimitri Tamakos for 4th, 5th, 6th, 7th and on down now how are our two drivers getting on coming up from the back of the field in those two Kelly Moss uh, racing cars we'll keep an eye for them as they fight their way through Still only half a second between the two leaders. Parker Thompson from Trenton Estep. They cross the line. Then about a second and a half. New fastest lap of the race by the leader. And inherited pool position. Sitter, Parker Thompson. As far as the uh, Pro-Am class is concerned. Marco Cironi leads that in the number 84 car. That's the bright yellow and black machine. And... Kaifan Berlo not that far behind there he's already inside the top 15 the Dutchman having to fight his way through well remember what I said about them having to not be too greedy early on just forget that that was a waste of a sentence and some words
1: <laughs>
0: dimming out of the out of the drafter going down to turn at number five and the the front part of the car flapping around I wonder if there's been a wee bit of nose to tail contact there for Kaifan Berlo as he goes down the the inside of the Pro Am leader, that's the silver, the GT Silver ninety nine car.
1: Actually second place in the cast. Marco Cironi made yes, a great indeed. start in his leading Pro Am. So he's just got ahead of Alan Metney in second place, and right behind him is his championship but rival Efren Castro. Yes,
0: the the leader, as I actually said a couple of moments ago, and then forgot myself, is <laughs> Cironi in that yellow and black car. So it so taken by the fact that Van burlo has charged through the field uh, up into well inside the top 15 an incident early on between Sean Warwick and uh, the number 58 of TJ Fisher the top racing car is being looked at so was that incident down at turn three that, uh, I think where there was a bit of side-by-side contact Cironi then just outside the top 10 about to lose a position at Canada Corner as the f- flying number three goes down the inside this is a man on the mission at the moment Kaifan Perlo. having taken pole position in terms of his time lost it in post-qualifying technical inspection and in fact the two front row cars relegated to the back modifications made to a small item at the front of the car and clearly, in a spec formula, you're not allowed to do that. Spotted by the scrutineers and the technical department. So a long, hard day for Kaifan Burlo because, of course, it was a single qualifying session for both of the races, So all of the times from those two cars effectively taken away. 32, call it 33 minutes still to go. Thompson from Estep. Then McCarthy. Michael McCarthy ring very well in the best, for the moment of the best placed Kelly Moss Racing Cars in third position. Also fighting through the field. The number 53 as they come through. And that's Riley Dickinson. Oh, there's a touch on Hunt McKenna at turn number six. Side by side there. It is an overtaking opportunity but you have to give each other room there now is there damage to either of those cars riley was there up alongside then there was two touches actually a little bump going in and then a further one when the number 88 the yellow and white car turned in so initial touch and then a second touch there that was bizarre not sure
1: not sure what Hutton McKenna was quite thinking there because Riley Dickinson is clearly a lot faster. He should have realised that. He's been faster all the season long. Uh, he was uh, qualified with a time on the front row of the grid. Uh, and that uh, that uh, disqualification, by the way, after qualifying yesterday, it wasn't anything performance enhancing. Trust me on that one. It wasn't. It was, a, it was kind of a, a mod that they made to try and minimise the effect of any potential damage that might have been caused during a race. Let's just leave it at that. It wasn't performance enhancing. Everybody acknowledges that, but it was a a modification to a part, and that is not allowed. There's an off-track excursion. That was John Varwig, I think, running wide down at the kick. Oops, there's Dominic Lecour, who's had a spin as well.
0: And that was at the same point. That was the dust that was thrown up there. The number 30 car with the hazard flashes on. That's an automatic system on these race cars the Imza AMR safety team already rolling from their position at the motorcycle chicane slightly further back and that is a classic classic mistake at the kink try to take too much speed through it drop your tyres your Michelin tyres onto the dirt either two or all four you think you've caught it because you're trying to stay away from the wall on the left hand side and then the car gets a bit of grip and spits you across the track straight into the concrete wall on driver's right. Yeah, it's not that called hap-
1: it's not called Ricochet Alley for no, nothing. Uh, as absolutely, that so. is
0: that is a classic. We could go back through yeah. the archives and any series down through the years, there has been an incident like that. Dominic actually has managed to end up slightly further down than most people do. It's normally before the uh, slight right there. Before the, the, the uh, circuit sweeps to the left, already the AMR safety team, uh, IMSA safety team there, and talking to the driver. Don't read in anything into the fact that they are not extricating him from the car. They'll have a chat, first of all, find out how he is feeling, and then make yeah. an assessment as to what is going on. Safety being paramount. Half an hour to go. And we're under safety car, the 911 Turbo S with the field behind it at the moment and we'll have to negotiate the remains of Dominic Lecure's car. Dominic is out of the machine and got out under his own steam. That's always a good thing to see, having a chat with the safety team. That's all good. He will have to report to the infield medical centre he'll be taken down there to have a full check up but he's describing in detail what happened to the safety team so he clearly knows what's happened there was already some dirt had been thrown up by one of the previous cars and I just wonder if that took his attention slightly Jeremy yeah. as he was coming into that exceptionally quick area of the circuit.
1: Yeah could well then if the, the Frenchman that's a, a pretty sizable incident there but uh, good to see he's okay. Carl uh, certainly re- requires some, uh, some remedial work on that but hopefully they can get the car back out again for tomorrow but some fluids laid down there beyond where he was so uh, maybe somebody else there uh, yeah. uh, might have a, an issue as well.
0: Yeah, well, there's definitely somebody else uh, earlier on yeah. uh, in the piece who went wide, and let's see if we can identify that right now. There we uh, go. Sean Varwig. It was Sean Varwig who went off in the number two, the silver and blue car, and that's what kicked up the dust in the first place, and then Dominic arrives on the scene, and whether that was slightly... And there's another car going off. That was the, uh, the number 29 as well that went off. Jeff had a big incident there himself a season or two ago I seem to remember so a couple of incidents right in front of Dominic that may just have taken your attention and that's a place where you need full concentration Jeremy because I'm not sure it's absolutely flat in these cars in fact I'm pretty certain it isn't but that doesn't make it any easier a corner your turning point is absolutely crucial because you're carrying so much speed there
1: that's right and, and it's uh yeah it's it's there's some slight minor undulations in the track there as well so uh, if you're not you, you have to be fully committed on there you're on the throttle if you get out of the throttle for any reason it's going to unsettle the car again and then you run wide a little bit on the grass and after that it's uh you, you're in the lap of the gods at that point and uh, it's very easy for that car to get away from him, which ov- obviously what happened there to the Frenchman Dominic Lecoeur. But uh, good to see he's out of the car and uh, we'll be able to come back. And he's from GAP in France, which is, of course is for anybody who's familiar with the Monte Carlo Rally will be f- particularly familiar with that name. But he's based over here the days, drives for the Goldcrest Motorsports team. Super atmosphere there in, in, in that uh, in that little organisation there. But uh, Dominic is uh, going to be out of uh, this race. He... Uh, he started off the season carrying the colours of uh, Momo. He was a huge Momo fan uh, through his uh, formative Wasn't everybody. Years. Well, yeah, isn't that right? <laughs> uh, but he's now got uh, the B- in o- Oasis International on the side of that car now, has uh, Dominic. And uh, cool guy and uh, just super enthusiastic about his racing.
0: Just a little bit of housekeeping. That side-by-side contact at Turn 6 between Riley Dickinson and Hunt McKenna uh, is under review and the race control are looking at that at the moment it's the Porsche Carrera Cup North America, first race from Road America here this weekend presented by Islands.com. John Hainoff and Jeremy Short, the safety car is out and cleanup continues down at the kink thank you of course to all of our track services, marshals and everyone who makes these race meetings work, particularly our hard working flag marshals out on the corners as well as our medical and safety teams and of course the spectators who have turned out in their thousands again this weekend. It's going to be a very, very big crowd. Weather today pretty much sitting perfectly. Tomorrow For race two, well, that might see a wee bit of a change, and Mother Nature may have something to say about the conditions tomorrow. But plenty here, and they've been here since Thursday for Friday practice and qualifying. Campsites are very full. Big turnout for this IMSA race weekend. And here's the Porsches just setting the scene for us today record field for any Porsche Carrera Cup set by this championship earlier on in the season at Sebring and no sign of this uh, championship quieting down any time soon yeah, just
1: provides some tremendous competition, doesn't it? And uh, I love this uh, the, you know, the the age uh, groups that they have the pro, pro am, and am, which is uh, unlike some other series, which are decided by driver experience. This is done purely on age, and uh, the, you know, the, the the old farts, as they call themselves in the am class, uh, they laugh about it. Uh, Uh, because, you know, it's pretty cool, quite frankly. Uh, These guys, they're over 57 years of age, proud of it, uh, and and just loving mixing it with with drivers of all age groups, and particularly, you know, the youngsters out here as well that are battling for the the lead up at the front. But, uh, you know, for Mark Kawami here, running in the 19th position overall, ahead of quite a few of the Pro-Am cars, uh, and, uh, you know, it's it's, it's a really fine performance by... Uh, by Mark Kwame and the other guys behind him John gets in second position uh, Jeff Myshak in third place Jeff Myshak uh, had a big crash at uh, at Long Beach this is his first race since then he's from Minnesota so this is kind of a home event for for Jeff and loving being back at the wheel of this car and in third position in AM at the moment
0: and it was AM that saw the biggest turnaround after the trip north the border to Toronto Jeremy because the not everybody in the field went to the Canadian race and we have a new points leader coming here this weekend in Bill Smith, but Bill Smith isn't here this weekend.
1: He's not, no. He, he won both races uh, north of the border, but th- there were only two of the AM class contenders made it up there and one of them, John Getz, actually had a big crash in, in, uh, in practice. ...and they repaired the car enough just to start the races... ...but he didn't contest the races, just did a lap and came in and parked it... ...so he would get the championship points. That wasn't what he wanted to do, of course... ...but uh, with the situation for the car, that's all they could do. So Bill Smith won both the races there, but even he was driving a bit hurt. He'd had an accident at home, I believe just before that event... ...and he damaged his foot a bit. When he got home, he went to the doctor... ...and the doctor said, no, there's some some ligament damage there... ...you shouldn't be driving racing cars... So he's been parched, He's not able to come here this weekend. So, Bill, uh, we miss you. Uh, We we hope you'll be back again pretty soon. But that championship lead that he had gained, not only with those two wins north of the border, but also a win in the class at Watkins Glen in the previous round. So three wins in a row for Bill. Uh, He's not able to defend that championship lead this weekend. So that's going to go away. But it's been a a really good season for him in any case. And he'll be looking forward to getting back at the wheel of his number 42 car for top racing.
0: In the pro am category, again not the full field uh, went up there, and there was a, a little bit of a tightening of the field uh, uh, in terms of the championship positions there as well, Jeremy. After the two Canadian races,
1: yeah, the, the top two contenders uh, went up there. Marcus, uh, excuse me, and Marcus Shroini won uh, one of the races up there with uh, Alan Metney and uh, Efren Castro. They're battling away again as they did last season, and uh, Alan Metney. Uh, still uh, leads the points here again uh, this year. But that gap to Efren Castro, who won both the races, excuse me, he won both the races north of the board into Castro. The gap between those two is just 16 points, 190 for Metni, who drives company 99. He is running uh, second place in the class at the moment to the 174 of Castro, who is at the moment third in Pro-Am during this race. It's Mark Cironi from Canada who leads right now for Mark Motors Racing in column 84.
0: And as far as the championship at the front of the field as we've got time behind the 911 Turbo S safety car. Well Trent Nestep did his championship aspirations no harm by uh, taking pole position and winning both races uh, on the IndyCar weekend on the streets of Toronto. the first U.S. driver, the first American driver to win Porsche Carrera Cup round, and he managed to Porsche Carrera Cup North America round, and managed to take both wins uh, at the at weekend. So that moved him up the standings, and we always knew he was a contender. And he quite clearly enjoyed his weekend on the streets up there in Canada. Just keeping an eye on Kaifan Berlo and Riley Dickinson's progress when the yellow flag came out, Kaifan Burlo remarkably was inside the top ten. So really, in terms of damage limitation in the championship, he's doing a very good job indeed having started at the back of the grid with Riley Dickinson. Riley up to 14th position, but crucially already 12th in class. So getting some points as they run up. So those guys have done well. Kai van Berlo, a bit of a double-edged sword for him here with this yellow flag. We've lost 12 minutes of racing, but of course he's also cooled down his Michelin tyres, which he will have used pretty hard in that first 10 minutes or so of racing when he made up all those positions to 9th and what also this has done is it's closed the field back up again so when we restart he'll only be a handful of seconds albeit 8 cars away from the lead is a potential podium on I'm not sure, it's a bit dusty the front of that car and now he's got to fight through faster traffic or many of whom will not be making way for him they'll know that they're in a battle for their own championship points as well Jeremy so it's not going to be as easy but he's not in the worst position if he can get if he can get another 12 13 minutes of racing here he might be able to be knocking on the door of a podium finish
1: very true yeah I mean he's certainly got the pace uh, he hasn't yet uh, had a chance to show it in this race uh, Parker Thompson does have the fastest
0: Yeah, Parker Thompson, fastest lap with a 210.032. And therefore, that car is in very good shape. He's led from the drop of the green flag. Just clearing up something that I'm going to have to ask my learned colleague here, Jeremy Shaw. Partner was on pole position that wasn't an earned pole position does he still yes, get yes no 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 I,
1: no I believe so yeah because, because it was a, it, te- a technical infraction there right. for the other car so yeah I think he will get those two points it is for pole position this year last year there were five points for, per pole position this year two which I think is a much better number uh, <laughs> and uh, and you know the race winner uh, will get 25 points so uh, there's 28, therefore, in each race up for grabs because you also get one point for the fastest lap of the race. So far, that has been set by Parker Thompson a 2 minutes 10.0. And to put it into perspective, qualifying yesterday was two seconds a lap faster. Now,
0: yeah, that lap, of course, set with the cars pretty heavy early on in the race. They're yeah. not going to burn off. Quite as much of their racing fuel as they would have if we'd had a full 40 minutes you've got to fuel the cars for the full 40 minutes you can't count on yellow flags coming and I reckon we're going to have the better part of 15 minutes still to run so round about 7 laps of racing around the 4 miles of Road America 7 laps for Kaifan Berlo in ninth position how much Time and space, can he make up on the cars ahead of him? Behind the safety car, so he'll be able to see a podium position. Currently held Michael McCarthy in third, his teammate in the Racing for Children's Kelly Moss Racing car number seven. That's the white car with the green stripe and the pink on the front splitter of that car. Trent Nestep for MDK Motorsports is second. Parker Thompson leading in the Shell top up car as they come out of the carousel and down towards the scene of the incident some now 15 minutes ago cracking work by our clean up crews track services they had to attend to an awful lot of dust and dirt and also make sure that the concrete walls were all in the right place
1: yeah still a huge amount of oil dry down there isn't there on that uh, racetrack. It's going to make things a little bit tricky for a, the drivers farther down the field because that's still going to be kicked up for the first lap or two once they get back to green.
0: So the safety car is pulling away from the field and leaving this Porsche Carrera Cup North America presented by Island.com First race of the weekend in the hands of Parker Thompson pole position has led all of the seven laps many of which have been under yellow flag conditions after the incident at the king for Dominic Nicur through turn 14 and the engine revs have already picked up the green flag is waving now that's brave from Parker Thompson he's gone early but right in his wheel tracks, Trent and Estep saw that one coming and he'll get the benefit of the draft and the MDK motorsports car side by side. Van Burlo and Michael McCann as they went across the line and the challenge for the lead down in turn <laughs> one. Parker Thompson felt the need to defend to the right-hand side. He picked that lane early though. That's fine. Van Berlo has made up another position as he goes through turn one. He knows he's got a chance here of gaining back some of the positions that uh, he lost after that technical infraction. This is a real opportunity for the young Dutchman to come back through the field, and he is flying. His next yeah. target is the bright red 311 Irish motorsport car of Lee Keane, and that is target acquired for the third of the three Kelly Voss racing cars. Meantime, at the front of the field, there's a little touch on the left rear of Parker Thompson. Hello, 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 Trenton Estep here. Uh, Just letting you know, I'm here, I'm pretty certain he knew he was there, Jeremy. I think
1: he did, and uh, Parker Thompson there, there was no way he was going to let Trenton Estep uh, get down the inside, either at Turn 1 or Turn 5. They're really sensible driving. He knows, Parker Thompson, that this track is hard on tyres. You can't push too hard too soon, and he needs that... Uh, Therefore, for Trenton Estet to, to make it harder to get past him, that's exactly what he did. Perfectly perfectly uh, legal, perfectly fair, good sensible driver for Parker Thompson. Trenton Estet, yeah, making sure he, he knows I'm there, but no way through.
0: And, and they've been behind that safety car for quite a while, so they're going to have to go through a warm-up phase on the Michelin tyres again. Meantime, to finish off the story about the side-by-side contact between... McKenna and Dickinson it was the 88 car McKenna who was deemed to have incident responsibility so that yellow and white car will have to come down through the pit lane it's not foggy at Road America although we've seen that some time here that is dust and dirt and oil drive from the incident earlier on and they've all picked their way through and all of these cars are going to need a really good wash down and a polish uh, after this but there is something rather good isn't there about a, a dirty race car after it's done its work it looks like it's worked a little bit harder somehow doesn't it they'll all have the endurance look at the end of this race just under 12 minutes to go parker thompson then leading for X racing he's pulled out what well, in the context of this race is a decent gap in half a second oh down the inside van berlo on uh, veron trotsky who gets a little tap and goes round now how far down the inside was that number three car and second question has it been damaged because Lee Keane's right with him as well has he knocked the left hand steering at all on that car is it tracking straight I think it is Lee Keane though thinks there's an opportunity in the bright red 311 motorsport car one or two of the cars with flapping bonnets on the car including the number eight of Michael McCann in his McCann racing car that's the silver red and black machine at the front of the field still though Parker Thompson leads it the recovering Kai van Burlo started at the back of the grid seventh now Riley Dickinson knocking on the door the top 10 in 11th position oh make that 10th now as he's gone through
1: that'll be a penalty ah. that'll be a penalty he was not close enough there I don't think Uh, on that turn into turn one. uh, From the glance, I was looking the other way at the replay started. I don't think, uh, I'm pretty sure that the race director, Randy Buck, will be looking at that. And uh, I fear that Van Berlo was not close enough, was not far enough along the inside for him to kind of claim that line. And uh, the outside driver's got to turn in at some stage and contact was made and uh, around into a spin uh, goes that uh, number 13 car of Roan
0: free Restart is under review so there may be just something that was spotted there as well. Now you may say what under was review. the difference between Riley Dickinson going up the inside of Hut McKenna at turn six and the, uh, and the incident at turn one when Kai van Berlo went down the inside of the 13 of Choksey well, it's a it's about degree. It's a fair question to ask. It's about how far alongside you are on the car. And now we've got Riley Dickinson coming through the field as he goes past Michael Mccann, clean pass into Turn One. In fact, he was passed before the braking area. We've also got a review of another incident between the leaders. Nine and six. That's Parker Thompson and Trenton Estep. Now, let's have another close look at the inside. He's, oh, he's not quite there. Nice. There was a moment coming into the corner when he, he was almost front wheel to front wheel. Almost. Nah. But he, I, I think he had to break earlier and that dropped him back. What, the, what race control will also be looking at is whether... The 13 car of Vadunchowski moved across or whether he held his line. Because moving in the braking area and trying to block, that's as much of a no-no as diving up the inside. Yeah. And that's I think what they might be looking at there. Yeah. And that but for me, Jeremy, that's gonna be the only thing that will save Kai Kaifan Berlo who is our championship leader let's remind ourselves of that
1: that's right, having uh, fought his way all the way through the field uh, from the uh, 31st position into 6th as he is right now uh, but uh, yeah, it, yeah, it was a lunge down there at Turn One, and Turn One's a pretty fast corner. Yes, uh, not and, braking. Uh, now, not even not in an off, of braking. That's yeah. the of That's that's the point there, and he was kind of lunging down the inside, and that's a very very bold manoeuvre. So we'll have to wait and see what uh, Race Control says about that. Uh, uh, but uh, in the meantime Kaivan Berlo, he's still on the throttle here and he's putting TJ Fisher under a lot of pressure, TJ running in 5th position for top racing in Calibre 58 and Kaivan Berlo wants that position ahead of them both just is Dimitri DeMarcos in that 311 RS Motorsport Calibre 11,
0: that's the black car ahead of the red, white and blue and the white and green car, silver uh, blue car they cross the line. Watching the cars go past us here down the inside again. That's a phenomenal manoeuvre on T.J. Fisher. He's just going to drift a little bit wide, but Van Berlo p- keeps it on the circuit. That was fair. Now yep. that was a good. That was a very, very good pass yep. indeed. But that's not what we saw early on. He actually came to the corner a little bit quicker than I think he wanted to there but managed to check the speed from the centre out, from the apex out of that corner to make sure that TJ didn't have an opportunity to re-pass with the crossover manoeuvre on the exit of the corner. So now, Dimitri Tamakos is the next target for the young Dutch driver. Came to the US to study down in Florida, got the opportunity to do some racing, had raced in Europe as a recovering number 13 coming back through the field. Efren Castro's been in and out of the pits, yeah. by the way, and that is that will have championship implications in pro arm. Yeah. And with all the action on the track, I'm afraid to say I didn't quite catch what had happened there, whether there was damage to the car. Well, it looks pretty straight, the pink and dark grey, number 65, maybe a change of tyre. I just wonder if he's had... A puncture with don't some debris out on the circuit.
1: Not sure there was time to change a the tyre there. It was uh, It was kind of weird. I don't think it, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a penalty of any I'm sort. I'm not, s-
0: not seeing a penalty
1: oh no. for him. Didn't cost him that much time, really, did it? I mean, maybe there was time to change a tyre. He was running into third position in the class in Pro-Am. As we see, Alan Metley there putting the pressure onto uh, Sean Varwig. That is not a battle for class position. Farwick runs in the pro category,
0: Alan does not. But what Alan wants to do here is clear that white and blue car so he can try and put some pressure on Marco Cironi, who is the next car ahead, and that is the Pro-Am leader. Meantime, Dimitri Demakos now has the blue and green number three of... Kaifan Berlo right in his mirrors. Defends down to turn three, then moves back up the racing line. Dimitri will have to be careful about that. Not seen any action so far for that contact between Kaifan Berlo and... Uh, it was Voronchotsky wasn't it? He, he hit... Oh, down the inside at turn five. Dodged one way, then the other. Dimitri moved across to cover and then was aware he couldn't move back both of them compromised on the exit of turn 5 but that's another position made up by Kai van Berlo and that puts him well we said he maybe had a chance of a podium he's knocking on the door of the podium now fourth from the back of the grid with pretty much 15 minutes of potential race time taken away from him this is a super drive and Riley Tigginson has quietly done something similar he's in seventh from the back row of the grid
1: yeah and uh, it, that was a textbook pass once again there for Kai van Berlo. beautiful inside pass from Dimitri Di just left his breaking as late as he possibly could kind of parked it at the, at the apex of the corner to make sure he didn't run wide and allowed Di to get, do the over-under and come back up the hill to turn six brilliant pass by Kai van Berlo up into that fourth position now he's got a, a fair deficit to make up on michael mccarthy and there's only three and a half minutes remaining so it's only going to be a, a couple more laps for at the leaders left. i don't think it's going to be enough probably for him to catch those top three but it's still been a brilliant drive on the most part for kai van
0: and the gap at the front of the field oh hang on one of the cars that Whoops. had the flapping front end was michael mccann and now it's broken apart and part of the front end of the car What would be the luggage compartment on a 992 Porsche has broken up and is sitting up like an air brake. It is actually part of the ducting, comes in under the front bumper and is ducted out across the bonnet to give a little bit of downforce on these cup cars. Alan Metney with a new fastest lap in Pro-Am in the iFly number 99 car by the way as he's trying to chase down Chironi, and Chironi needs to get past this hobbled car ahead of him because he's coming under pressure from the silver car behind down at turn three Chironi in the yellow and black car can't get through maybe now out of three at the long long run through the little kink and under the Sargento cheese bridge down towards turn five now and Metney's right there I haven't seen Hunt McKenna do his drive-through yet. Uh, He's sitting at the moment in 12th position. And this is huge for the pro battle big sideways slide from Tironi. here comes Alan Metney up the inside to turn number six he'll be bald <laughs> if he goes through there And discretion and a championship in his mind I think being yeah. the better part of valour there for Alan Metney
1: yeah Metney uh, uh Cironi that last minute realized what Metney was thinking about and ducked to the inside just about in time to defend that position I think for Marco Tironi.
0: a warning for Trent and Estep for the incident for an incident with Parker Thompson, I can only think that that was weaving around in that little touch down into turn yeah, five when he right. was just pushing him into turn five. The, the nudge
1: from behind, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, he, he, that's uh, a great call, I think, once again, from race control there. No no call on that other well, now that however. came
0: in after the Kaifan Burlow incident was being investigated. So no call, and they normally get done in chronological order, Jeremy. So I think that is going to be I think that is going to be okay. So Fan Berlo with 1.6 seconds to make up has just done his fastest first sector of the race as the white flag is thrown very enthusiastically as the cars go across the start-finish line. One more lap to go for Parker Thompson. His lead is 1.22 seconds. Side by side, Chironi. Leading Pro Am in the yellow and black car with the flames on the side, but even with the aerodynamic disadvantage for the number eight of McAn, can't get through the iFly car, the silver car down the inside. Then Hutton Mckenna, who's not done his drive through, he's going to get a slap on the wrist here. He will get a time penalty. Taroni holding on to that lead, but now they are both past. Okay. oh, touch onto the grass. Hunt McKenna moves across, and that was on to the Sean Warwick line there. And the number two, silver and blue car, big dive down the inside by Hunt McKenna. He's never going to get that stop and almost takes out the championship leader in Pro-Am. Well, lovely to see those classic colours and back on the circuit, but I'm afraid Hutton McKenna, he's not endearing himself to the drivers around him or indeed to race control. He's not yet come in to serve his drive-through penalty for contact with Riley Dickinson and just a super late braking manoeuvre.
1: Uh, way too late on the brakes. It was what you're looking for there?
0: I, I have to say, Alan Metney, me. Huge yeah. heads up driving. Yeah. Saw him coming at ver- various, uh, almost unabated speed, and just delayed his turning for a moment. Otherwise, that would have been a big incident. Yeah. Coming to the final corner, then. Pole position, two checkered flag. Parker Thompson for JDX Racing crests the rise. It's going to be a little over a second. And this is great news for his championship, and the fastest lap of the race, and the pole position points—twenty-eight points out of twenty-eight for the Shell Top Up driver, Jeremy.
1: Yeah, tremendous performance by Parker Thompson. He did exactly what he needed to do from start to finish, and comes away with a really well-earned victory for JDX Racing.
0: Cross the line for the pro-am victory, and inside the top ten again for Marco Chironi ahead of championship leader in Pro-Am, the number 99, Kelly Moss, I Fly car of Alan Metney. And in Arm, John gets his second. Mark Kwame is back to winning ways. 16th position as he fought his way uh, through a number of battles there. Mark Kwame then for MDK Motorsports with that victory will take back the championship lead in the Arm category as Bill Smith He's not here this weekend.
1: Um... Actually, not quite because John Getz was oh. also ahead of Mark Kwame and John Goetz finished in second place and he was only a couple of seconds. He was about five positions behind uh, Kwame on the, uh, in, in overall positions. There were two pro-am cars and a couple of pro cars between those two am contenders. But for second position for John Getz, I think we'll move him into the championship lead uh, after 11 rounds.
0: Well, well done to John and his team for making that car to the start. Uh, Of the two races in Canada because that's what put him in that position, so a good finish from John Getz, uh, by the way in third in arm was uh, Bob Mueller for Goldcrest Motorsport in the prime category Alan Metney uh, will move further ahead in the standings Jeremy yes he will
1: yeah, yeah because he, he came in here with a 16 point advantage over Efren Castro and Castro finished at the back of the pack uh, in pro I Am mean, 11th position so uh, yeah that'll give Metley a pretty substantial lead now going into the final five races of the season great run again though it was for, uh, for Mark Kwame as you say finished in the 16th place uh, and uh, yeah, had a, a huge battle all the way through that race with a whole bunch of different contenders good fun
0: and as far as the main the Pro Championship concerned, as I said, Parker Thompson taking the full 28 for GTX Racing. Trenton and Esther backing up, backing up his two victories in Canada with a second place. Michael McCarthy on the podium in third position. Kai Van Berlo fights his way back to fourth position, so will retain the championship lead. We're back to do it all again for race two tomorrow. Thanks to Jeremy Shaw. I'm John Hindov, and on behalf of our whole team here at the track and in Charlotte, thanks for being with us for Porsche Carrera Cup North America, presented by Visit Cayman Islands. Is a radio show limited production. For more, check imzeradio.com and subscribe to Imza Radio wherever you get your podcasts.